Marketing is about value. This is a very complicated world. It's a very noisy world. And we're not going to get a chance to get people to remember much about us. No company is. And so we have to be really clear on what we want them to know about us. When you when you think you're you've got a pretty good level uh, of knowledge in marketing in general, then once in a while you meet someone that is like like kind of like swoops sweep sweep you away or like makes you think like you know nothing, and like he's that kind of guy. And his tweets are like kind of hilarious. They're like um, like bro style, but for marketing. Oh, yeah, okay. uh, I kind of like like to the point or lowercase uh, very short sentences like if you don't do this you die you know like type thing like very uh, I, I love that stuff I, I actually stole stole a little bit of his like like the ways approaching Twitter I stole a little bit of that yeah like I saw your um, your Insta uh, not Insta your TikTok stuff it's like if mm. you do this stuff quit your job right now What up? Hey. How you doing? Sorry, hold on. Let me get my headphones locked in. There we go. I'm like just having coffee, so bear with me as I get my bearings. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. What time is it for you? Uh, 8 a.m. So, but got up mm. earlier, so like actually awake. <laughs> Are you in Denver right now? Yeah, yeah, we're in Denver. Yeah. Um, we're back here. We came back for the Nuggies win. The city's just been absolutely Woo-hoo. crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, since then, our neighborhood, they had the parade like in our neighborhood. And so it was just like madness. Oh, uh, it must have been cra- it's crazy because it's been how lo- it's the first title, right? Yeah, yeah it's the first title. Um, yeah, I mean, and then, I mean, they had the avalanche a couple years ago too. So it's like kind of back-to-back wins for the city. So everybody's on a high right now. Wow. Like, uh, <laughs> Wait, what's the avalanche for, for the listeners uh, the, in the UK? Uh, it's the NHL, so the hockey. Ah, the hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, wow. Nice. Uh, so, so, so Denver is the next big city in, uh, to 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 be in. I guess, man. It's like there's so many people that have moved here. I mean, that's that's a part of why we did right. We came. So my brother was living down here, and uh, like we came down and visited him, and just the city is just you know <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Honestly, so many transplants, and everybody wants to meet everybody. So like that's yeah. like a huge piece of it. So you go out, and you'll you know you'll just run into like the just random people that are. You know, 29 and running like a division at Salesforce. And you're like, oh, cool. Like, <laughs> this is kind of weird. <laughs> like you're a transplant from New York. That's interesting. Um, wow. But anyway, so that was kind of why we ended up here. And it was a good middle ground between all the things that we wanted. Um, my girlfriend and I are both from kind of like towns in the Rocky Mountains originally. Um, I was living in the Bay Area. She was down in Texas. And we were just like rage quit our jobs at the same time and then <laughs> digital nomaded for 12 months um so it, yeah anyways got to the end of that and we were like all right we need a home again so we gotta, nice. we gotta pick someplace that yeah, you picked, has stability you picked well you're living the outdoors lifestyle right yeah somewhat um i mean right now i feel like all i'm doing is working which is <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like It, that was a big piece of it. I'm a, I'm a big skier. Um, that was kind of our, our mm. uh, like, uh, we're, we're both uh, into the snow side of, of that, that life. Um, and so Denver was a good spot for that. And uh, 
honestly, it was like <laughs> international airport. Uh, it's pretty good food, awesome music scene. And like, you know, you had the outdoors that, that were there and available. So kind of checked all those boxes and we just have Google flights turned on for like every city in the world. <laughs> so anytime there's one that's like super cheap, we get emailed and we're like, cool. All right. We're going to bounce for like <laughs> two weeks. So. <laughs> Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, I've been debating making like a Scotch cheap flights competitor because I think that their sh- like shit is garbage, and just like basically just turning on Google Flights and then scraping the emails, and that's like the whole product, and then just like put a <laughs> like put a UI over the top of it, charge five bucks a month, and <laughs> yeah, you know, well, you then Facebook do, ads like uh, yeah, you know yeah, in yeah. a specific city for frequent uh, travelers. So. If I had more time, that's and that's your <laughs> list. Yeah. Up. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly. your list. I think I think you um, we're gonna get to your. Uh, we're gonna let you introduce like your yourself and like uh, the journey. But what I wanted to say to begin with is, um, you know, I felt when we met a few weeks ago, uh, when I was saying that to Jake, it's like when you think there's some at some point in your career a few times it happens it happens rarely but a few times where you think like you're in a good spot you know things and you're like yeah i think i've got a good level like a knowledge when it comes to marketing and growth and then you meet someone new and you're like holy shit this guy knows a lot of things that i completely forgot or like new things and that is you so that's why you're here that was a huge compliment, man. Coming from you, I'm like, damn. I mean, I'm just this nobody on Twitter that shit posts, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but I, yeah wanted, I, I, w- I wanted to get that clear at the beginning because that's that's the reason why why you're here. You should know. No, that. I, no appreciate it, man. I I, I I don't know. Our first conversation, I like got a ton from you on the influencer marketing side. So feelings mutual, just on the like knowledge base. And th- I mean, this is what it's about, too, right? It's like we're exactly. all out here just doing like degenerate marketing stuff and <laughs> the learnings that we get, it's like pass it on and try to, you know, I, I mean, this is how all of us have learned, at least personally. Like I'm out here, yeah. you know, <laughs> I mean, my career is built on YouTube channels and like Reddit, like case studies, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's good caveman style, caveman style, passing on the knowledge to... Exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. On, yeah. Like that's our, that's our... It. A requirement right like I, I don't know and that's just my belief because there's no way you can actually learn this shit you have to like either do it or you have to be in the pit and i always say this right like <laughs> you're either in the pit or you're not like there's no there's no in between and uh, like yeah. yeah so anyways i don't know where you guys want to start i think i sent a list of random stuff but yeah yeah, yeah. you, you sent a long you sent a long list a good list <laughs> of a lot of things that i think we should we should touch on most of it to be honest um but before we do do you want to give us like a quick uh you know I guess like minute elevator pitch of your like career all the way to where you are now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, I, I'll just do the bullet points. Um, so I was like, <laughs> I started out in high school and I was like, how do I sell things on the internet? Just like everybody. And then from that, that devolved into, I got hired at a B2B marketing agency, like fresh out of school. I basically dropped out of college twice because I was running online businesses and they like went viral and I was like, oh, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And then, you know, left, <laughs> they exploded because I like didn't know how to build brands and like ended up going back to school. Cause I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, be poor. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, yeah, I've been building software since like 2015, 2016 in some for version or another, it's always been like small little script things. I'm not super technical. I, I always joke. I'm like a script kitty and now I've evolved into a prompt jockey. Um, but the, <laughs> uh, uh, I, 
basically got my, uh, really like my bearings when I was working at this B2B marketing agency. Um, my, the, the founder of the company, um, he was like a YC alum, you know, did the whole startup thing. And he kind of indoctrinated me into like, oh, here's all of these you know, ways to think about the world and we can apply mm-hmm. them to like the B2B world. Um, and so that was like this, you know, <laughs> trial by fire education. But, yeah. um, I mean, I was, I was, you know, working for like fortune 500 companies there and we were basically like, I was doing digital strategy and they would just give me these test budgets and it's like, yeah, just go spend this and tell us what the data says. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, sorry, I don't know if, we, if you guys drop F-bombs on this, but I'm going to oh, do yeah, it. Oh yeah, so. go for it. <laughs> yeah. I, always talk, but, um, I, always, I always say explicit when I'm uh, cool. so go for it. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so from there, um, yeah, I was like building products uh, and products on the side, was doing some consulting, ended up leaving that company and honestly just like... <laughs> was like traveling, like living off of friends' couches. And um, this was like my mid-20s, right? So again, quarter-life crisis, quit my job, broke up with my girlfriend, broke the lease on my apartment, bought a mountain bike, bought a surfboard, and was like (laughs) just traveling around the U.S., like living with friends and crashing and, you know, doing like consulting work remote. Um, Fast forward, a friend of mine was out in the Bay and he was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm working at this company. It's the fast, you know, one of the fastest growing things I've ever seen. Like, you should come help me out, basically build this out. Um, and so, like, my background was in basically building kind of infrastructure for early stage companies. And I, I would say, like, what I'm really good at is, like, a company's got product market fit. They know there's a target audience. They don't know how to build distribution. And that's what I, that's what I like doing, what I'm good at. So I kind of come in and, like, yeah. build that, build those pieces out. So we went out, that company's called Rupa Health. Um, we took it from like a $20 million valuation to 110 in like six months. Um, it you know, basically just <laughs> grew really fast, really quick, super fun. Um, I always joke that like, as soon as there's HR, I typically dip because I'm not, <laughs> not built for, <laughs> for those types of companies. Um, basically uh, um, got to scale and I was building side projects on, uh, you know, outside of, outside of my day job. Um, and uh, they had gotten traction and kind of could subsidize my life. And so I ended up leaving Rupa. Um, I was on the fence of like just going all in on my own stuff or, or doing um, like uh, like going working as a head of growth at another company. And uh, so I ended up uh, going working for this crypto company for like three months before Terra Luna collapsed. We th- I thought we were insulated and I was like, cool, like this, this makes sense. I like the, the co-founders, the product that, you know, awesome team, super like super good. They're actually based out of the UK um, and uh, the product like no longer exists, obviously. But we were like, we were doubling month over month for like four months, right? It was basically a, a DeFi powered savings account. We thought we were insulated. They were all like all, you know, all everybody's funds was in like a non-custodial wallet. It was all like super, you know, super legit. And uh, yeah, so the collapse happened. <laughs> we did a retro and I was like, you don't have a business model anymore. Like I wouldn't be yeah. paying me. Like you should fire me. <laughs> so I told the CEO that and they let me go like the next week. Um, so yeah. And then from there, basically just tried to figure out what the next product was. Um, now we're working on uh, swell AI. Um, it's basically an AI writer for podcasters and creators. Um, so Max and I had met at Rupa. Um, it was like a side project. <laughs> Literally the first version yeah. we built in like September of 2023 or sorry, September of last year. Um, it was like a Google Drive folder that you <laughs> up, we had our friends upload MP3s to, and then we'd like download the MP3s locally. We'd like run the code to build the content, at, upload it back to the Google Drive folder. And then, uh, yeah, <laughs> that was like the first version of the product. And um, yeah, that's really where we're at now. Now it's at scale. We're writing like tens of millions you know, of words per month for users, uh, managing like 
you know, thousands of uploads. Um, yeah, it's like growing at like 50% month over month. So just crazy. Um, so cool. but, uh, it's self-funded. Um, we haven't raised yet. Yeah. Um, I don't think we will. We, we, right now we don't need to both Max and I kind of have like other things that are annuities. So we don't really, yeah. uh, need the capital and we're just <laughs> also out here. He's, uh, <laughs> he's like, a. uh, what do they call it? Like basically like climbs mountains. Like that's what he like likes to do. And he just got into like kite, like, you know, into paragliding. So like he basically wow. will like summit these mountains and he paraglides down. So he kind of just like, both of us are obsessed with freedom and like being like, Oh, I'm going to take off this week and like, you know, just go chase <laughs> snow and, and, you know, Canada yeah. or whatever. Um, so that's kind of where we're at with it. But anyway, sorry, that was way, you know, long yeah, no, that, that was yeah, the yeah, high no. level. So <laughs> it, it was, it was good. It was good to, uh, to see the the progression to like you know why uh you 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 guys are on sweat AI now and the kind of like the yeah the logic behind all uh all the steps and also we should say jake and i are using sweat ai uh to totally pa- to power this uh this podcast um i so love most, it man. It gets me stoked <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all all or most of the copy yeah is 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 made by uh, by AI using yeah. your tool, so pretty cool. No man, I, cool, cool. I'm so excited about it because like we're empowering a lot of creators, and like I, I you know I keep telling people like we're entering the age of the creator, and everybody's talking about this, right? Mm-hmm. But like I, I I firmly believe that you're going to see these creator build creators build these media brands where you know it's like million dollar worth comp you know million dollar companies, and it's two, maybe one two employees. And yeah. that's the future. And then what's going to happen is basically they're going to be the ones that build the software. They're going to be the ones that, you know, <laughs> build the skincare companies or whatever, right? Because they have this distribution and they have this trust that they've cultivated with an audience that's so much deeper than a brand ever could. Um, it's just mm-hmm. this, I mean, yeah, when you think about the most iconic brands, it makes sense too, right? Like you have like Apple, Steve Jobs, like it's always an individual, like that yeah. people are associating, like one face, one name that they're associating with. So, you know, if we just take that same philosophy and apply it to the creator, like that's, that's why they're going to have all this leverage within the market. And you're already seeing the beginnings of this happen. And sure. what AI is doing is basically enabling this to happen at a like way faster pace than it was previously. Where it's like, okay, yeah. cool. Like I can start this podcast. Like you guys are doing, I mean, what you're in the top 100, like UK marketing podcasts in like three yeah. weeks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Right. And so. Yeah, top 20, 20 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like even more. Yeah, right. it's, it's nuts. <laughs> but anyways, that yeah. gets me hyped. No, it's, it's, yeah, no, it's exactly that. When we um, when we started this, what I said, I think in the first or second episode, is that um, I actually did start two years ago. And I always like kick myself that I kept going uh, from what I started two years ago. But the issue is that two years ago, I didn't have access to like technology like what you guys have built. It took me, it was taking me so long to like work on the transcript. Uh, like the automations were a, a little bit there, but there was no AI uh, behind it to actually come up with uh, the content on top of it. Um, and that's just the beginning. Like you guys, what you guys build is like fresh out of the oven. You know, it's like the first few iteration of the tool. You, you're, you're releasing new features like at a speed that is like pretty, um, pretty insane so i i you know i can't wait to see like what's going to be in six months one year like when when uh, all of this develops uh but yeah that's the, no, we're, the story we're pretty well. stoked i think the thing that i'm most excited about with it um is so we, we basically use a vector d like database to index all of the content that people upload into it i won't get like super technical but the idea is like 
I can have this corpus of information and then I can do a call against it and it's going to find like everything relative to the call that I do. So imagine hypothetically in the future, like I can upload an entire back catalog to Swell <laughs> and I now have this like, you know, searchable database that I can provide to my audience. So as a creator, right, like say I'm a business coach or like I, you know, whatever, I interview people about like running their businesses or side hustles, like, <laughs> You know, books are mentioned. There's all of this like trapped knowledge that's in these back catalogs that people don't know how to access and don't know how to find. I can go to this like, you know, I'm, we're, what we're envisioning is I can put an embed, you know, on a, on a website that can be like, hey, like yeah. when did they mention X, Y, Z problem? And we'll show them all the back, like all the episodes that that happened previously. And I'll also give them like a synopsis, like, oh, here's an overview of like what they say in episode, you know, <laughs> 17, 21 and 35. And we'll pull that back. And so I, I don't know, to me, that's like the biggest like mm. thing is like, I think there's that's all huge. this like trapped information that we can like start to, you know, get, like get more like public. And then th that technology is like, oh, cool. That works for podcasts, but like <laughs> works for any written text. Right. So then what, what happens when we start to like deploy that for other use cases? So, um, yeah, anyway, I mean, we, we can <laughs> get into all yeah, that. I know. But, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's fantastic. Now go on, on Jake. You wanted to say something? I was just going to say, uh, I, I love the idea. And I think just, as, I was just thinking, as you said it, Kelly, about like the, the trap knowledge that is in podcasts and also in YouTube videos. And obviously now you can, I'd say nine out of 10 searches where I have a specific question about something, the, the, um, the result, the first result that I click will be like Google having indexed a part of a YouTube video where that content is is reference which is cool but also i'm like i don't want to watch it i just want i want it to just be written in front of me so it's cool that it's in that video but i need it delivered to me right now without me having to sit and watch it so i definitely agree that's the future it's amazing totally yeah like transformed into that version that you're like trying i think i think that's how i'm thinking about it more and more like we talk about this in social media where it's like you should you know always make content that's like ready for the platform right so it's like mm. it's platform native um and I think that like what we're going to see with AI is it's going to have that same ability to like make like platform ready or like where, wherever you are, it's going to meet you there no matter what form it was in originally. So it almost repurposes itself like into that moment, like when you arrive there. So it's like, you, you know, you're saying, hey, I'd like I, I'm finding an answer in a YouTube video, but I don't want to watch this clip of some random person. Like, I just want the explanation. Well, yeah. it's going to be able to pull out you know that section. And be like, okay, now it's gonna you know transform it into written text. Maybe it's a bolted list of here's the steps that you need to do, and you're gonna be able to interact with it in that way. So, I mean, I, I'm shocked that Google hasn't done that already. Like, they're sitting on all of this knowledge. It's crazy, right? Like, yeah. so I, I mean, I think it is the classic thing, though, right? You have these incumbents that are afraid to lose market share and erode their current yeah. business model, and like, well, <laughs> I mean, it's classic. And you can tech, come right? in and just uh, you take a little piece of it yourself, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, that's what I, I, I mean. This is me personally, but like, I mean, we've been building this company, right? For the last eight months. So whenever September and like, it's, it's worth more now than the equity that, like that I have in all the companies that I've worked for, right? Like in the, in, in yeah. startup world, like why it, it, like it's total, like the world is totally changed where it's like, okay, we need two people. We probably don't need to hire anybody. And like, I keep talking to these other like AI founders, right? And I'm hearing the same thing where they're like, oh yeah, we like, you know, we get asked by these these VCs, like, what would you do if I gave you $2 million today? And they're like, yo, we don't need $2 million. I need 50K in 12 months of runway, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to hire any employees and we're going to build a million-dollar company and then go raise our A. Like, that's that's how they're yeah. thinking about it. And so, I, same deal with, like, I think VCs are starting to realize this as well. Like, I have yeah. a friend here in Denver and she, she works for an early-stage 
they just write C checks and we got coffee the other week and it was, you know, the same conversation. I'm like, are you guys thinking about like <laughs> the requirements are way lower, but you have to deploy this fund that's 50 million, right? And okay, so say you used to write two, you know, one to two million, million dollar checks previously. So you're writing, you know, whatever that is, like 20 to 50 checks, <laughs> depending on like, you know, the deal size. Well, now, okay, you have to write 100K checks. <laughs> so you're writing 500 checks. Like, how are you going to manage that? There's no way, right? So, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, and I think they're they're starting to like think about that and be worried about that, and also like what what is the automation? So I, I think that it's the age of like you know two person companies that are doing 10 million ARR. Like that's how I'm thinking about it, and like we're we're seeing that happen, right? Um, so yeah. Anyways, that's just kind of brain dumping the <laughs> the stuff. Yeah, I, no, feel I love like that. Changing in venture, but I love that. And you know, they say that you should you should be investing in like the founder rather than just the business around it or the idea around it. And I think that if it's exactly what you just said, if it's like, I have an idea and I'm the kind of brains on the person that's come out with the idea, all I need to execute on that idea is like $15.99 a month subscription to this, $25.99 a month subscription to that. And that's my team. It's crazy, man. I mean, it's straight up like, again, we can talk about the agent stuff we're starting to see, but like, I, I'm really like, I really believe that in the next, like, and we're trying, we're building versions of this, right? And like, yeah. I mean, we haven't added this to Swell and like, we, we don't know if we will, it might just be other, other companies, but like, my vision is that, <laughs> and five years ago, I was like, you know, we're probably at this point where like, I have API connection access and like, I basically like know what I want the user to do, right? And it's like, it's, it, you know, it's just a closed system. Like, I want this action to happen. I have these resources, like, could I just like plug in, you know, to this marketing brain, <laughs> like plug my company in and then it just starts doing things. And like, I think we're at that tipping point. And like, this is how I'm thinking about the company building now more and more is like, okay, cool. Like if we just build this mark, like distribution is the hardest thing. <laughs> yeah. So we build this distribution machine where it's like, cool. And no, like we have an agent that knows how to run Facebook ads. And we have an agent that knows how to make creative. And we have an agent that knows how to run Google ads. And we have an agent that knows how to do like SEO content. Right. And, they all work together. We jokingly keep calling them like Brad, Chad, Vlad, you know. <laughs> but um, so all these agents, like they have these specific skill sets, and then there's like a you know an orchestrator of them all, yeah. right? And basically can, can deploy them. Like what happens then when oh I don't need a marketing team anymore? Like I can just augment. And also as like a you know I mean a self funded company, like you just spin off these products <laughs> one or after the other. I mean in. If you have a good engineer now with that's like a 10x engineer, like a traditional 10x engineer, and they are using like AI to supplement their their writing code. I mean, they can write code like a 100x engineer. As an example, like my co-founder, like he was writing like over like 50% of the code that was going out, right? Like at the previous company that he was at. And yeah. I mean, that's insane, right? Like it's a single person that's doing that and, and mm -hmm. on, a, on a massive team. So when you put them in a setting where it's like, okay, cool. Like they, they have that and this distribution piece is figured out. And so then it yeah. just turns into the human elements where it's like half of my day anymore is spent just like on sales calls, you know, <laughs> closing yeah. deals. Right. Exactly. And, but it's like, okay, like there's, that's, it's those types of things that are going to be, I think the, the hard ones to automate because there is those human pieces that are, that are still there, but anyway yeah it's uh i think it's a super interesting point like what you said about marketing and i think in some version of of of, of, of pieces of that might take still a bit of time to to come through as I, I still think that um having like some sort of like marketing operators or like distribution 
Uh, what did we say? Like I think like uh, like an almost like an orchest- orchestrator of all of these agents is the the person that you're gonna need, and that's it. You know, like someone who like is good at making sure like all these agents are doing the right thing. Um, but totally. yeah, basically that's your that's that's your marketing team. And imagine and, they um, live in your yeah. Slack, right? You're just like at yeah. Brad, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like you spin up a Facebook ad campaign, target this you know this interest group or whatever, yeah. or find me an interest group that's related to X Y Z keyword, right? Yeah. And then it just goes and it figures those pieces out. And like, here's the creative assets. They live in this Figma file. Like, <laughs> use anything from this tab or whatever, right? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, and again, I think I think it's still early, but like. I mean, we know these degenerate engineers that like gave a credit card to an agent and it's like running a print on demand shop, like, you know, and it's like, it's not making a ton of money. Like it's like 3%, you know, like the margins like 3% a month. But I mean, you know, if you scale that up and it gets more efficient, holy shit. Like, what does that do also just in like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, so I studied economics in college. And so I always think about like, just like you know, the economic gaps that exist and that type of thing is probably just like, you know, ingrained in me at this point. But like, okay, well, it's kind of two things where it's like, okay, if I own the robots that are working and building the software, like what, what happens then from like, just like, you know, like the value creation and then who owns those. And simultaneously, it's like all of the higher tier, um, like AIs, you know, for example, GPT-4 is more expensive than chat GPT Turbo and GPT-4 mm-hmm. is better. Like if my, you know, if I'm trying to educate my kids or whatever, or have access to the higher AI, like only the rich are going to be able to afford that. It creates a larger gap in like accessibility. And then, you know, it's, it's, it kind of creates this virtuous cycle. So there's this part of me that's in this moment where I'm like, okay, this is like, <laughs> you have to be in part of this and have to be doing this because like, if you're not like riding this wave while it's coming in, like you're just, you're going to be so far behind. I mean, and I say all this, but I'm also living in a bubble, right? Like I'm talking to you guys, we're talking to all of yeah. our friends that are building these things. And then I go to a, you know, a family dinner up in <laughs> rural bumfuck North Idaho. And like, they don't give a shit about this. Like they, like, it hasn't what even are you touched talking their about life. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, it's totally a bubble. And, but I, I think, you know, I, I, I think it's going to seep into all parts of society mm. just based off of what we're seeing. Like, it's like, exactly. you know, because it's actually creating utility. I think that's the thing that's been like different from all of these course, other yeah. like, like other waves that have happened. Like again, crypto, like it's like, yeah, maybe it's providing some utility, but like, I mean, if for, for example, with you guys, like in South Swell's writing, like your show notes or whatever, it's actually augmenting what was, you know, so the AI is actually augmenting what people are, were doing previously. I think that's the difference, right? Like we had these workflows, like you had to write show notes, right? <laughs> like Swell is a great example. And nobody wants to write show notes. Like it's the most, I mean, rather so boring. Boring. it's just, it's yeah. just ter- like pulling hair. Right. Um, yeah. but well, now it's like, it. okay, yeah, exactly. Now it totally automates that it augments it. And show notes are one of the most impactful, you know, th- things that you can do. And so I think yeah. those applications, like it, it feels, it feels like a base technology. It feels like electricity. It feels like internet. It feels like mobile. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And then I think it, Definitely. I think this is the next version, but again, I'm, you know, probably red pilled at this point. I'm also making money off of it. So of course I'm red pilled and tomorrow GPT five <laughs> could come out and it does everything for us. And you know, like who knows? Exactly. But, for, yeah. for, for us, I'll, I'll just to give a bit more context, like for for me, like the most important thing that we get, um, from, from your tool is, um, for me is this, the timestamp find it so useful. And it actually gives a name to each timestamp based on what's been said. And I actually find those titles to be the most powerful one. 
out of all the suite of content that you provide like some of these uh, titles in the timestamps are like so accurate and really 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 well written um we also want to use it for uh the launch of the newsletter which we're going to do soon um because you write a blog post or you know a newsletter even i think i think there's even like a newsletter summary or synopsis um yeah basically everything that you read from this podcast the description um what we write uh on linkedin like today i did a post from the the, the episode from that just came out this morning all the bullet points or base of your tool took That's me awesome, like man. half a second i just add my uh, touch on top of it just to make it a bit more personal but you know that's that's easy it takes me a minute so totally totally i mean so useful that's our thesis right like i don't think it's going to replace people entirely i mean it can right like i've got an ai yeah. writer right now that's like we just hooked it up to a search console on a blog and it's just like perpetuating itself like based off its data right I'm, i'll talk like i'll actually like start talking about it more publicly later um but the idea is like <laughs> you know you you can do it can be like untouched by humans, how we see currently, like with Swell, like what we're trying to get is 90% of the way there. And then that last 10% is where the magic happens, right? Where it's like a good marketer comes in, they know how to put these final touches that really make it, you know, like it has that, <laughs> it has that magic, right? Or that it has that flavor. So um, yeah, I mean, I, with Swell right now, like our, you know, you can basically prompt it to do anything, right? Like <laughs> yeah. anything that you could write, like that you could imagine writing about a podcast, like it can, it can, it can do that at this point. Um, and we're starting to see more YouTube creators do this as well, especially ones that are like educational. Like, you know, I, <laughs> we have some guys where they do like, you know, the military videos where it's like this Abrams tank, like blah, blah, blah. And it goes through the whole history <laughs> of the, like, <laughs> you know, the tank in world war two. And then they come in and they want to turn that into like, you know, an article um, that they put on a blog or whatever. And it, they're using swell to kind of do that transformation. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if, for me, I'm looking at it and it's like, I, also, this is just like a, a view on how content's going to be created, right? Because like anybody right now can go to ChatGPT and if I give them like a blog post outline, like they're going to get 99% of the same thing if there's like two different people in two different places, right? Um, so I, I'm calling that commodity content. So it's just like things any AI could write, right? Where all the like branded magic like is going to happen now and like branded content is going to come from is like internal information that only the company has access to. Right. So that's like reports. That's like case studies. That's, you know, like fireside chats. That's podcasts, like whatever those things are. So what we're trying to do is basically build the, the, the tool that can generate all of that, uh, you know, branded content. Like I can take this whole, you know, like different varieties of internal information and then transform that into whatever I want. Right. So it's like I can turn that into blog posts. I can turn that into LinkedIn posts. I can turn that into Twitter threads, whatever I'm trying to do with it. Um, that's going to be the only way to differentiate anymore. Like exactly. you, there's, it's, there's no way that you're going to have uniqueness in this age of like commodity yeah, content. Yeah. So yeah, you, you need your own data set. And that's, that's actually, that's a good uh, segue to something that by the time this, this episode goes out, um, I might have go out, I'm talking to myself in the future, but we're working on something at the company I work uh, for nude, uh, which is AI for personal finance using our own data. And I think that is uh, gonna be game changer. Totally. So not only looking at the past of your transaction, you being able to talk to your money, but on top of that, the AI can predict your next purchase based on the data set of your user and who you look like in terms of lifestyle 
can give you your next like you recognize you got um you bought a car and you're gonna buy the probability of you buying this this and this next is like 90 so you can make suggestions based on that build partnerships based on that so you can get deals and stuff like it's it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it, so it, crazy it opens up like so much i can't wait but it's like it's that's the next the next wave um so, yeah. 100%. I think really cool. to piggyback off that, like something I've been seeing and I, I've just been telling people is like the, all these companies that were built in like 2010, you know, and like around there, like a great example is like all these like social media scheduling apps, like later.com as an example, like they're, there's all they're They all have this moment right now where they can be disrupted, right? Like they're trying to layer on like AI tools and shit. <laughs> and it's just like bloatware that doesn't work, that solves no real problem. Mm. But if you like, if you're a founder, right? And you come in and you build as an example, like I can upload all my blog posts, right? <laughs> and it just like writes tweets. And then it looks at the Twitter data and it sees, oh, tweets like this get the most reach, right? And now like go back to my corpus. Now write more tweets that are similar to that. And like, that's like, you know, I'm, and we'll talk about this probably at some point in this pod about like growing Twitter accounts. Cause like there's, it's a huge arbitrage right now. It's but like, that's the process, right? It's like, I'm looking at the data, like what's working, like let's do more of what's working and less of what isn't. But I mean, if you automate that and then take that to brands, right. And it's their own data that they already have. So it's like, you already know that they like the outputs are going to be what they're looking for because they've already written it previously or whatever, like you you can go and disrupt a later <laughs> and there's no way they're going to be able to pivot right buffer yeah. later all of them like ehrs are probably another one like all of these kind of companies that were built in that like they're 15 years old at this point you know like i think people are forgetting that and we have a new base technology so all of that can be rewritten so i, I think that that like you know that's a huge change that's incoming and the 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 you know the <laughs> The founders that are that are thinking about that and build those build tools that basically, you know, from they, they, the base layers AI up. Right. But it's in those those categories already. Right. Social media scheduling. Again, it's just this is an example. You already know there's a huge user base. <laughs> like you don't have to validate the idea. You're just remixing it. I mean, you can just print, like build something and it, you'll just print like there's no there's no question. So. Yeah, I love that idea. You, you can kind of expand on the idea about going back to your existing information and generating more content about like what it knows what is working already and it could just be it could it be telling you the content that you need to produce internally you know like anyone wants to start making content as a as a company they start they put it out there they have to go through that whole process of what are people engaging with and whilst they're doing that they're thinking oh shit what are we going to write about next what are we going to do next testing all these different subjects you don't have to do that for a small window and then the technology just does all the heavy lifting for you. And it starts coming back going, you know, these and this and this work really well together. So I've like to come up with 10 topics that bring both of those two together, which is going to get you even more engagement around that. Make me some content around this. And you're like, okay, cool. It's much easier for me to do that than having to sit down and think it and plan it. You can even, you could even go down and it could write you the specific show notes that you're going to talk about. It basically, you work backwards from the end result of the show notes to create the show, to create the content, <laughs> and then he puts it out there for you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've been seeing this trend on like TikTok and YouTube shorts, right? Where they have people with like a mic and they're, you know, it looks like they're on a podcast, but they're actually not, right? <laughs> and I think that like, I mean, imagine it's, it's going to look at your clip data and be like, oh, like these ones are the best performers, like make more, you know, like you need to do shows about this. 
because there's more likelihood that it's going to create the clips that go the most viral. And so again, it creates this flywheel. And that's like what we're all trying to do in like any growth marketing role. Like I'm trying to, I'm putting things out there. I'm like letting, you know, collecting the data, I'm analyzing what works and what didn't. And then that influences my next rotation. And it's just like, it's, it's a, it's a lifestyle, right? Like it's not, you know, I, I, I think that's the difference. Like everybody used to look at like, I, I would do a launch campaign and like, I would like do a campaign and it would end. And it's like, no, like these things can just run on in perpetuity. Like they actually should. And as a founder, you should be doing that, right? Like it's like, you're trying to find marketing arbitrage and then layer those arbitrages on together. It's like, find the arbitrage, automate as much of it as you can, move on to the next thing. Okay, find the arbitrage, <laughs> automate as much as I can. I layer that on. And like, that's how you actually make compounding growth curves. Like it's not, it's not you like doing the same thing over and over again, or just like, you know, yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's combining it's, all of these things together so that it creates a, a larger system. And that's, exactly. I always call it digital gravity. Like you're trying to make digital mass on the internet, right? Like, and this is how you really go zero to one with brands and like start companies. Like when you start out, you're like this tiny speck and you have no influence in your space. So you have to like build mass online and that's how you get more influence and you get more people in rotation and you get more touchdowns to be happening over and over again. So anyway, that's the my view kind of on this and where I, I see it going. I love, so. I love this That's analogy. a TikTok clip right there. Literally, <laughs> as you were saying that. I love, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I just call it momentum, but I, li I like the, the gravity uh creating mass um that's really cool that's the issue with most most marketing teams now in like big or small businesses is like they just do things for the sake of doing things like there's no and and, and most content just lives once as well which is like so um so frustrating there's no like feedback loop on like what's working let's do more of that or that piece of content that worked once why not repost it again or like a version of it again and again until yeah, you yeah. and really like milk that um the best content that you've got like there's a there's a big um there's a big gap uh in that in that field and i think the uh the advancement of like ai and everything that we just talked about for you know the last uh 20 minutes or so i think solves solves that automates that but also replace those teams so <laughs> good luck. yeah but i, I mean <laughs> I, what are they doing though? Right. Like you just, to your point, yeah, like yeah. they're, they're, they're moving, but they're not going anywhere. Right. Like you going forward, right, left, back, you know, <laughs> and it, I mean, you're yeah. in the same place you moved, but you didn't move any direction. So like, yeah. I always like tell people, it's like, you have this goal. Like I have this like scope of, of pure view. Like you got to go, like you're trying to take like any step North. Right. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, it can be Northwest. It can be Northeast, but like you're trying to <laughs> always step in some way North. Right. Because that's where you're yeah. trying to go. So. I, exactly. I, I think, um, I mean, I mean, I, if you, I'm looking at, you know, if you're a young marketer, right. And you're like, how do I stand out in this new age? Like if you figure out how to employ AI to do <laughs> versions of your job and you come in and you're, you know, basically producing, you know, like you're, you're a 20, you know, you're a 10, like you're 10 people as a single person. I mean, you will climb ranks <laughs> so fast and just have that mindset yeah. that like, okay, this is this like recurring thing that I'm learning from and it's getting better, like with every revolution, right? Um, that that's a, yeah. it's a, there's, there's so much opportunity for people that exactly. do that right now. So. Yeah. yeah. I think the difficult thing right now is that, um, a lot of people think this is the task that I, this is my job. I want to automate from one to a hundred of that whole thing. And they spent ages trying to do that and they never quite get there. Like, Oh, fuck it. I'm just going to go back to doing it myself. I think what you need to see it as 
take everything you do, chop it up into segments. And if you can get like even 40% of that handled by AI and you need to do the, the, the rest, that gives you all that extra time to spend on the creative stuff and the, and, and the bits and bobs where your hands aren't on the keyboard. And I think that's the mindset to have right now because, you know, these things aren't perfect and they're not going to do, it's not going to, you're not going to go out there tomorrow and find something that's going to write the podcast, create it automatically for you, put it out there, get the growth of it. That's just not going to be the case. Maybe in the future, yes, but rather forgetting about it now, I think it's just get it to the point where it does a lot of that heavy lifting and then you'll be in a good place in the future as you incrementally better and better and better until it does get to that 90, 100% spot. 100%, 100%. That's that's so good. Let's let's try and... um move on in the topics a little bit uh, before we actually move on away from uh, a bit from the the product you didn't really mention uh, i want you to talk about briefly on the um, the latest uh release from swell and the the b2b like content creation based on keyword and stuff can you talk about that a little bit because that's that's really cool and then we can talk about twitter yeah yeah so <laughs> um so we we just pushed this in swell we're we're probably going to spin it out into like its own company too, just because it, the like where we wow. see it going, there's, it's, it, it's like a lot of, um, it, there's a larger use case that's like more powerful and, and having it within awesome. swell just feels, um, it feels bloated. Like it, it, it doesn't serve like a really, it, it just kind of distracts from the core product. But anyway, yeah. So what it is, you can basically like you upload a list of keywords and, you know, imagine like you upload a hundred of them and you hit right. <laughs> And two minutes later, you have, you know, 100,000 words of blog posts written um, that are <laughs> about those keywords, right? And so like how I, I'm telling people to use this and how, where this really came from is, um, this is just a, 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 an SEO strategy that I employ. Um, so you go, you find a competitor or like, you know, a blog that's in the space that you're in. You put them in SendRush, you look at their keywords um, and then you sort by low keyword difficulty, right? So there's all these keywords that are, as an example, like related to podcasting or related to B2B marketing <laughs> that have a K, like a KD of, you know, zero, <laughs> right? So if you just yeah. write something that's like an exact match for that keyword phrase, you're going to rank within 14 days. And this is the whole idea, right? Um, yeah. So we were like, okay, well, you know, could we put this into the product? You know, and it was really just to validate, like, would people want this? Because I'd been talking about it on Twitter and people were like, how do I get this word? Because, you know, the initial <laughs> version was like a Python script that I had hacked together, right? <laughs> That's like yeah, yeah, yeah. living in my VS code. Um, but what we saw is like, I mean, we're publishing these articles and they're not perfect. Like they're far from it, right? <laughs> but if I can go and I like we, I, you know, for, as an example with Swell, like we wrote like half a million words, right? And it's after all of these long tail, <laughs> low KD keywords, like it doesn't even matter if they, like if they get some traffic, like that, it, it costs me, you know, less than a cent to write each of those articles, right? <laughs> so in the aggregate long term, it's going to make a ton of impact for the business, you know, from an ROI standpoint. Awesome. So kind of our strategy is like we find these, key, like we find those keywords, we then basically write these articles about them, publish them to our CMS. Um, we then, whichever ones start getting traffic will then come in and that's when we refresh the content. And maybe there's some mm. like human touch where it's like, okay, now this organization happens, oh, but no, no humans touching it until it's actually doing anything for, because like, again, yeah, as you guys know, like in, in, in the SEO space, it's like, I'll write a hundred articles, 10 of them will produce, you know, 90% of the traffic ever of, of those hundred that I publish. Yeah. Well, why are we spending yeah. all this time, you know, going after all of these? I can just get that first version out. 
Exactly. Yeah. Right. And again, this is probably doesn't make sense for like large companies, but if you're an early stage company, like this is an, I mean, it's a no brainer, right? Like I can, I can awesome. go and I can pay. I mean, I think right now on draft.co, if you want to write a 2000 word article, it's like 150 bucks. Right. Okay. So if, say I'm, we'll just call it a hundred and say that I'm wanting to write, you know, a thousand articles, right? Like that's 10 grand right there, yeah, <laughs> whatever yeah. that's, that's, or that's a hundred grand. That's, I think my math was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no public math, right? <laughs> no public math. Yeah. <laughs> took a risk. Yeah. Okay, took a hundred yeah, grand. <laughs> so 100 I can spend a hundred grand to write a thousand articles or I can have, you know, I can build the script and have chat GPT write them for, I mean, we did it forever for a hundred articles. Um, so 10, that's like 81 bucks. So for $800, I can write a thousand articles, right? Like, <laughs> so, I mean, what, what are you going to do? Like, what's going to make the most impact for your business, right? <laughs> yeah. Again, it's no, it's a no brainer. No brainer. Yeah. This, this is a moment though, right? Like this, this arbitrage is fleeting and it's like, we'll probably talk about podcast growth and the category of podcasts, like at some point during this call, but like, yeah. sorry, this, this, this conversation, but, um, the one thing I want to emphasize to like all like all the marketers listening to this is like when you find an arbitrage, like you have a short window to capitalize on it, right? So like <laughs> if you see that as much like as much resources as you can allocate to that arbitrage, like you put it there as like you know aggressively as you can, because yeah. six months from now it could be entirely gone. A year from now it probably will be, especially in this space. Um, and I mean mm -hmm. something that we're <laughs> this is like totally outside of swell, but like a business opportunity right now is just like make extremely specific niche sites that are like, you know, <laughs> curly hair, right. Or whatever, right. Like pick any category. There's so many keywords that have low KD that are related to that. And if you just spin, like build a software that spins these niche sites out, you probably have a three to five year window where you can just like print, <laughs> you know, like, with with these um, these blogs that you have no customers for, and AI is writing for you, and then again you just ingest that. Like the, the future of this is like, okay, well I can ingest the search console data of my blog, so now it's refreshing the content that I already published. So it's getting like it's writing better SEO content, and it's also saying, hey, here's all these keywords that are on, you're on page two for that you're getting a ton of impressions for, but you're not getting any traffic. Okay, cool. We're going to write a new blog that's focused on that specific keyword. And this is all automated, right? Like this is where we're headed. And like this yeah, is where yeah. we see the opportunity. This is all automated. <laughs> so that it just is like your 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 blog is basically like as it writes, it gets smarter. As it gets smarter, it writes more. As it writes, you know, and it, it, just, it just is this like, you know, ever-growing thing and, and with no human oversight. And then as, it, you know, you have these site, you know, have these pages that get a ton of traffic, then a human can come in, they can look and, you know, basically tighten it up and make it more specific or make those improvements. But uh, there, there's all of that like legwork to get that initial like momentum. That's all going to be handled by, by these types of tools. So, I mean, it, it, and it's also, yeah, awesome. again, it's going to, it's going to evaporate. So it's like, take advantage of it while you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause like, <laughs> <Do it> now. <laughs> yeah. Because everybody's figuring this out, right? Like we're all talking about the same stuff. Like it's it's yeah. just like how do you deploy it? And just like again, you guys are advanced marketers, right? So you have all of these like frameworks and 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 skill sets and, and ways that you approach problems. Like you you know how to do these things. So it's like okay, well, how do I can how can I make the AI do the thing that I would do manually previously? That's all we're trying to do, right? So anyway, exactly, exactly, yeah, really uh, really cool. Um, should we move on on to uh, Twitter? 
Let's do it. I wanted to talk about that. It's been uh, it's been pretty um, impressive to see the growth you had um, over the last few months. That you you you'll tell us when you started, but you're you're growing pretty pretty fast, and you've got a, a, a particular style to it, which uh, I have to say. Uh, I, I stole a little bit, uh, took some inspiration from. I think your direct approach to writing tweets and twenty a day is uh, is pretty uh, pretty fascinating. Um, it kind of breaks the feed for me. Like when I see tweets and I see like the typical uh, threads and like you know my top five you know takeaways or whatever. Like when I see your tweets, it's like okay, no, that's the one I want to read because it's like really uh, pinpoint. And um, and and it, it looks like it's uh, looks like it's working well, or at least delivering a lot of uh, exposure for you. So yeah, totally. Let's, let's let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like full transparency. My biggest fear is like any any type of fame. Like I want to be able to like go out on the street and go <laughs> like go yeah. to a restaurant and like no one knows who I am, right? <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. actually like don't do these typically, but you guys are legit. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna talk. You can put an emoji over your face. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> but um, so in the different countries, so it's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> He's popular in Europe. Um, so <laughs> anyway, the the thing that we started talking about, and like really, this is Max and I's goals. Like we're like you know, own distribution is the future. We talked about this creator thing earlier in the pod. It's that same idea. Like I want to have these own distribution channels where it's like anything that we build, we have you know, immediate customers, right? Um, and yeah. so like really what happened is like another arbitrage moment came up. Like Twitter got acquired. They started doing this for you thing. And like I was just running the data and I'm like, this is the cheapest CPM that exists on the internet right now, right? Mm -hmm. Like I have 3,500 or I don't even know what it is right now, like 3,700 followers. And I'm, I got 2 million impressions in the last 30 days, right? So like my whole, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like I'm paying $8 a month for 2 million impressions. Like I, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't get that CPM anywhere, yeah. anywhere else no. online. Right. And so how I'm thinking about it is like, you know, how you do a traditional media buy. So my whole process has been like, let's do the opposite of what everybody else was doing. I hate thread boys. It drives me crazy. Like, and it just <laughs> feels boys. like, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's, it. so it's like, okay, cool. Like, let's just do this thing that is more interesting to me, which is like, Let's just be, try to, as few, like as little language as possible, but it's like conveying the idea like that we can, right? I mean, it's just, it's basically, we're just taking like traditional copywriting. It's that same idea, right? Not making these yeah. long winded things. Like, I don't, I don't care about like being perceived as an intellectual, like intellectual, like that's actually like a nightmare, right? Like I want to be like, I want like the dream, you know, the dream is that I'm viewed as like some podunk, you know, like hippie cowboy that somehow like found a laptop when he was in his teens, you know, and like, that's really what happened. Right. Oh, what's that? Then, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, but w with that, like my whole process just to talk through, cause I think it'll be interesting for people is like, I yeah, yeah. like every Sunday we'll sit down and I write like 70 tweets for the week and it, it, it's, it's variable, but most of the time that's what happens. So basically the whole process is I like look at the, the tweets or uh, from, you know, the last month, last three months that had the most virality and I'll remix them or write stuff that are similar or related ideas, right? So basically the process is like, I publish all this stuff. So again, 10 tweets a day, so 70 a week. I do just like use a scheduling app, like which is again, against like what everybody says that like, don't use scheduling apps. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I have things to do, right? Like, <laughs> this yeah. is, you know, I'm trying to optimize this as much as possible. So, um, you know, my, I spend 
maybe probably like two hours a week doing this and it's producing 500,000 impressions per week. Like that, that's like, that's the whole, you know, what I, I, I don't know a better ROI right now, like that exists, like just to build this. So write 10 that's tweets, fine. look at that data, which ones are the best performing, right? You know, sorry, write 70 tweets, look at the data, look at the best performing, <laughs> then write 70 more tweets, creates this flywheel. And from that, um, what you get is like, you just have the, the, the account starts to grow, right? So like now it's like grows at like 50 followers per day, right? So like for every thousand impressions that I get on a tweet, like I'm growing by a follower basically, right? So it's like, cool, I'm averaging 50,000 impressions per day, like you know, getting 50 followers per day. So the idea is like you this, and this can be done, you know, I hate personal brand, but like th what we're trying to do is basically a version of that, right? It's like, I I'm trying to build own distribution. Yeah. This can be done yeah, yeah, yeah. for your company as well, right? So, like the same process we use on the Swell Twitter, um, like we're basically we're going to optimize this. <laughs> like we're going to have yeah. like like we're going to automate this whole thing, so it just creates this viral loop of it, like basically like writing itself and growing itself. But the, I mean, honestly, it's been <laughs> crazy just the 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 people that you meet through this process, like like. You know, I met I met you guys, which is crazy, right? Also, like yeah, all yeah, the yeah. inbound I get is just wild. Like, just you know, <laughs> I, I'll, I and really, I'm just shit posting. I'm shit posting growth porn. You know, like that's really all this is <laughs> growth porn. Yeah, and that's like it. that's what people, is, yeah. you know, there's again, I'm trying to lay out like, yo, this is the things that I'm seeing, and this is what's working mm -hmm. for us, right? And I, yeah. I, I, I think that that is like this huge, you know, this huge, this huge. Like, if you have that unique perspective and simultaneously are just like pumping out like the volume, like these accounts will hundred percent grow. And like, I'm, I, I don't, I don't care about Twitter. Right. Like it's yeah. like the last thing I want to be doing is online. Honestly, like at the end of my day, like <laughs> I want a book <laughs> and I want a bottle of wine <laughs> and I want to sit on the roof with like, you know, my girlfriend and my dog. <laughs> and so <laughs> like, but for right now, again, this is a marketing arbitrage that exists. Like we can capitalize on this. And the reason that this like, like they're trying, and it makes sense, right? Like Musk is trying to get more engagement to happen on the platform. Why do they want more engagement? They want more people to be spending time on it. Why do they want more people? Because they can sell more ads. They're having an app, you yeah. know, they, they like, they're having a revenue deficit or whatever. Like, so yeah. all of these incentives make sense for why this is happening. So it's like, okay, I'm just, this is just one of those channels for distribution. And then what are the other ones? And it's, you know, stuff like this, right? Where I'm going to take this video, I'm going to chop it up into clips, just like you guys are. And we're going to distribute yeah. it across all of these platforms where yeah. we know that we can get distribution, right? And it's exactly. like, yeah. So, and again, yeah, I, I think uh, it's just back to that, what we were saying, like it's treating everything like it's this, like, you know, it's this, it's this flywheel that you're trying to spin faster and faster. And so yeah. Twitter is one of those, those moments right now. So. It, it, yeah, it does feel it does feel that way. Like for some reason, I don't know what brought me back to Twitter because I never put any effort to it until a few months ago, and that's how that's how we connected. Pretty much when when you started as well, and I, I think I was your only like for the beer, and now it's now it's like forty likes every tweet, and I'm like, who are these only guys? All these other guys <laughs> with me? It was just me, and uh, so yeah, it went really really really, uh, really fast. It reminds me of. Um, LinkedIn four or five years ago, where it was just the organic totally reach was agree. just crazy. Totally, and agree. I, I, I think I capitalized on it a, a little bit at this time. I, I wish I did more. 
you can still do it a bit on LinkedIn, but it's very random and it's usually one post that would just get you like most of your most of your impression. It's really hard to um to get the consistency and the type of content is different as well on, on, on that platform. But um and, and yeah, so I saw that like shift since, you know, the changes with Elon and uh, uh the blue tick, which Im- improves your you know, your impressions 100%. as well. Yeah, I can talk and, to that uh, specifically. Like bought bought the the subscription, whatever the eight dollars, right? And yeah. it doubled my daily like doubled my impressions basically. Impressions, you know, yeah. For, I mean it, it, like I mean, people can be like, yeah, I don't yeah. want to do this. I, I, I yeah, I'm here to use it as a tool for my business. Like it's not it's not mm. about the exactly. <laughs> morality all, or what, a, anything else. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's all about the arbitrage. Like you said, if the cheap exactly. CPM is cheap and you're trying to get a message out there, like just you know until it's gone just you know milk it until it's gone 100 percent. um really cool. sorry i'm just doing the math right now so 2000 cpm for eight dollars right so cost per cpm it's 0.004 cents <laughs> <laughs> like i couldn't get that anywhere else <laughs> only uh, yeah, no. on twitter right now so of course no. you should be doing this like if you can yeah. right like for your business. There's this whole other side of me that's thought about like, oh, did we spin up this whole, like there used to be like private blog networks, right? Well, what if you do that with like private Twitter networks where it's like, cool, I just like, grow, like all AIs grow these accounts. <laughs> we like give it source data. It like, we tell it to write. And then it just does this like same thing that I'm doing. Um, and then imagine you have 10 of those and it's like, cool, like I, I have a new product that I'm launching or a new feature or whatever. And I just retweet across all of those and boom, now suddenly you have this viral post that's for your product, right? Like yeah. imagine brands doing that as well. Like I'm thinking about a nude, right? Like they like, <laughs> they spin up all these Twitter accounts that are all about personal finance and like, you know, one's about hacks and one's about like how to use government subsidy or whatever, right? And like yeah. it, you grow those accounts and then it's like, we launched this new thing, boom. Like you <laughs> retweet it from the main account and it, it, it yeah. you're everywhere. And so yeah. I think, I think yeah. that's what I'm most excited about, honestly, with all this is like, how are people going to think about owned media and especially startups? Like how are startups going to think about owned media? Um, and, and this is really comes from my time at Rupa. So like, this is our thesis there is like, how can we basically build like owned media channels um, within that we can basically sell advertising on? So like at the, one of my jobs there, and this is actually how I got into podcasting was to spin up their, their podcast. So it's called the root cause medicine podcast. I think it's like a top 20 medical podcast. Now when I left, it was like doing like, I want to say around 150, 180,000 downloads per month. Um, so for them, <laughs> we basically spun this podcast up in six months. And then we are like, you know what? I think that we could go and we could sell ads on this. Right. And yeah. if we sell ads on this, it's going to subsidize the entire growth team. And we're like, we're going to take growth from being, a net, like, you know, net, like a, a, a net negative, like revenue generator yeah. to cost center. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. A cost yeah. center to a revenue generator. Mm-hmm. So we go and what do they do? They sell athletic greens, they sponsor the pod and it's basically subsidizing the entire production and like, you know, a portion of the, the, the growth team salaries. Right. And I'm over here and I'm thinking like, oh, like what, what is like, okay, they're doing that with one. Now imagine with all of these other, like they also have this vehicle mm-hmm. to sell anything on it as well right so like that that is this future that i think is imminent and like coming and i what i'm most like excited about it interested in and i think it all relates back to like you know where you you, you're these creators are going to build these own media channels and then just build these brands and put them on top of their rails right yeah like they have that direct distribution but 
Should we talk? Should we talk podcast growth? I, I would love to yeah. just lay out. Yeah, I was going to say it's a perfect segue cool. into that topic. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So again, at Rupa, like one of my jobs was like, like they were like, figure out how to do podcasting, and I was like, all right. <laughs> I guess, <laughs> I guess I have to like learn this. It's the most rudimentary <laughs> shit. I mean, you guys know this, but like, it's built on top of RSS feeds. Like, it's like SMTP, right? Like, the tech is like. From it, it's so old school. There's nothing like it's so shit. And so it was like, okay, well, like, can we track any like where any like any of the downloads are coming from? They're like, yeah, not really. We can't like look at source data. And it's like, well, okay, well, can we like? It, it, there's just no there's no data analytics really on it. So it's kind of you have this black box and you're doing these things yeah. and then like outcomes are yeah. happening, right? Mm-hmm. So, anyways, what we ended up figuring out is there's like three things that make a podcast grow. So it's podcast SEO. It's Facebook ads to iOS only devices, sending traffic directly to the podcast episode using a clip as the creative. And then it's growing a newsletter and I'll talk through each of those. So podcast SEO, what you're trying to do is you're basically trying, you're thinking about the podcasting app as a search engine, right? So think about the keywords that somebody would search that you would want to show up for within like the Apple podcasting app. So for you, you guys, it's probably like growth marketing or like, you know, um, like how to market a startup or whatever, right? So you would include those keywords in the title, in the podcast description, in the title of the episodes, and then in the show notes. If you do that and you get downloads, you will show up 100% in the search results for the those specific yeah. keyword phrases. So it's the most rudimentary like search engine that exists, <laughs> but it's driving so <laughs> much like like traffic and user acquisition. It's actually like crazy to me that like more companies aren't again capitalizing on this. Mm. So that's like one one facet of this, right? The other side of it is then basically supercharging like your 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 <laughs> your downloads, right? Yeah. So how do you do that? Facebook ads is what we found to be the vehicle for that. So you pull out clips from the podcast, you put them in like a carousel ad, right? You do iOS only devices targeting, and then you do some type of like interest-based targeting, right? So for for y'all again, it would be something like a you know growth marketing interest, or yeah. even just like Y Combinator interest, right? Mm. So what that does when you target only iOS devices and you do the link to the Apple Podcast URL, that's actually a deep link. So it's going to open up the Apple Podcast app on their on their mobile device. Every time that link clip happens, that's a download, right? So like, for example, I do like, Mm. so this is like my other thing that I'm talking about publicly right now. Besides Swell, it's this company called Acclaim and it's just podcast growth. Like this is what we do for for people. Um, And really it's like for B2B podcasts. Um, So (laughs) we're getting 20 cent link clicks, right? So we're getting 20 cent downloads. So I want to show up in the top, you know, whatever, 100 charts for, we'll say the, you know, for for you guys, the marketing category. Right. I can start to work back like, oh, I think I need this many downloads to show up there. Like this is how much I need to spend to enter that top list. Once you enter that top list, all of the dis- like all of the podcasting like like websites, they pick you up. Right. Because they're all based off of that, like popular category yeah. page that like they're just scraping Apple. Right. Exactly. So mm. as you enter it, <laughs> it creates this like like snowball effect. Like you enter that, you get more downloads. As you get more downloads, you climb the list. As you climb the list, you get more downloads. And so it creates this like viral loop. So again, with the with the podcast SEO piece, the download that you now have this way to prime downloads and kind of get those initial ones off the ground. 
And then the longer term strategy, and this is more of a gray hat tech t- technique. So, you know, just <laughs> warning for the audience. To put it out there, yeah. Uh, yeah. Warning uh, signs. Uh, exactly. So, <laughs> we need more gray hat chat in the world, in my opinion. <laughs> so what we do is then we go and we scrape all of the email addresses that are related to our, our the target audience for our for like the podcast, right? So for you for y'all, it would be like everybody that's ahead of marketing or like ahead of growth or ahead of content. You go to like an Apollo or LinkedIn or whatever, right? And you scrape all of those emails out. You then take all of those emails and you sequence them into a newsletter that's promoting the podcast, 200 a day. Build an automation. So it's like I upload 200, they get tagged with like workflow, they get put into the workflow, they get emailed the newsletter. Motherfuckers, we are getting like 40% open rates on these cold emails, okay? I can't get that to happen any other way. Like any other way, 40% open rates, 5% CTRs, no spam complaints. And literally the email is like the newest episode of the, you know, (laughs) and growth we trust podcast is live. Like click the link to listen to the episode. You'll learn. And then it has like a summary and then like bullet points below that. Right. And that is the entire email. And you can grow these email lists at like four to 5,000 a month. Right. So like we have clients that we've done this for where it's like this gray list, like they want to do this whole thing in this specific category. We now have a list for them that's 25, you know, thousand people. And what it does is it like, especially in the B2B space, and this is why we, like I focus on, that's also what I know, right? So I like, I say to what I know, but (laughs) what it does is it creates this way for them to build like trust with an audience when they don't exist really, right? Like it's a team of five people, but I have an email list where like, you know, 25,000 people from the entire like target (laughs) market is getting this email every week, 40% of them are opening it. And everybody's listening to the podcast. So what does that do? So the founder is the host of this podcast, right? And they go to a conference. They like, they, you know, people know them. They want to talk to them. And when they go on sales calls, when they're doing prospecting, I mean, this company that I'm like, that I'm working with right now, they just started cold calling people, right? Because they thought that it would be a good channel. They get on the call and they're like, oh yeah, I've heard of you guys. I got, I'm like, I'm on your, your podcast email newsletter. Like I listen to it every week. So they're already open to that conversation. I mean, that's the easiest entry point. You don't even have to explain what you do or what you are. Like they already know. Like then it's just like, I'm already past that trust building phase. I just go right into selling. And so how I'm communicating podcasting to these these companies is like, you know, think about it as like a a one to many sales, right? You're basically like, you're doing that week over week. And the amount of trust that you can build when you're in somebody's ears, like everybody's talking about oh, this, yeah. right? This isn't a new idea, but when you're there every week and you're in somebody's ears for an hour, like I, I that's that's deeper than like some of my closest friends, the conversations that we have, right? Like I have this homie that lives in like, you know, Central Coast, California, my best friend, right? Like I, like hundred percent. I maybe talk to that motherfucker like once every three weeks, like, and it's like, yo, how are you doing? You okay? Cool. How's the surf? Sweet. Awesome. Good to hear from you. Tell your girlfriend what's up. We'll see you guys soon. Like, that's the whole conversation, right? But in, yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, contrast, yeah. it's like, you know, I tune into the Entrust, you know, in Growth We Trust podcast every week. I listen to you you two talk about, you know, whatever it is. And you have these crazy what people on that are just talking about growth shit. And yeah. like the map, like your audience it gets so close to you through that process. And it's all yeah. built on top of that growth, like those growth mechanisms again of like podcast SEO, Facebook ads, <laughs> and you know, just, just a newsletter. And like, and just to yeah. get, like talk scale, like we've taken podcasts from like non-existent <laughs> to a top 20, you know, top 20 marketing podcast in the US in less than six months, right? Yeah. We did it in like four. And it was like just with that, those strategies. 
and like done that in multiple categories, life sciences, we've done it in health. We've done it, you know, we've done it. There's more niche ones that we do that like are in like insurance and that type of thing. But anyways, that's kind of the, the (laughs) opportunity. That's my way. I I feel like this, all these tips, uh, it shouldn't be free. (laughs) (laughs) People keep telling me to make a course and I'm like, dude, I don't want to be a course person. Like those are the biggest, like my, my, dude, it's, it drives me nuts. It's like, they've got like a 10 K Twitter following and they've got, they don't have a single product that's doing 10 K MRR. So they're like, they're follower rich (laughs) cash poor. Right. And they're like, buy my course. And I'm like, dude, what, like, what, like, what, what am I getting from you? Like you, you're, 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 you're no better than an influencer that has like 500 K followers. Right. But like, can't afford a car payment. Like that is the same level of person. So it's like, if I have to, yeah. So anyways, I, I'd rather just give it out for free because what always happens with this too, is like, cool. I'd like share this stuff. And then People reach out and they're like, yo, I'm doing this thing. So I had this guy reach out to me on Twitter, right? He's spending like 5 million a month right now in ad spend. Okay. And he's like, yo, this is what I'm seeing. Like just, just because I'm talking about this other arbitrage that I'm seeing, like mm-hmm. I get all this inbound. Right. And I'm yeah. like, it, it, it's a no brainer. Like, why would like, of course I'm going to share this. And yeah, like, and then, I mean, there's this other side of it where people are like, well, can you show me and all, you know, make me a loom and all this. I'm like, no, like, I, like I'm going to give you the, like, you can go figure this out, but this is like, this is what's happening. Right. So anyway, <laughs> I think, I think most people, what, what always happens as well is, um, in marketing, especially is you'll hear the tip, you'll get the best advice. 99% of the people would never do anything about it. Yeah. 100%. 100%. So, I see that constantly. Like, I'm, I don't know. I talk to startups all the time, right? Like, just like founders. Because like, to me, yeah. it's interesting. I get to hear what they're building and it g- gives me insight. Like, and I, I cannot tell you, I'm like, yo, just do these three things. Like, do these three things for yeah, the next six it. months. And they come that's back and they're need. like, yeah, we hired a fractional CTO and like the guy's just like writing reports and shit, but we're paying him 20 grand like to do all this. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you don't even have revenue. Yeah. You're like, you're funded. Like, <laughs> like your runway is eight months and you're fucking around with a fractional CTO that hasn't touched an ads ma- like manager account in four years. Like, you think yeah. that he can like get in the pit and actually deploy like any of this? No, they, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're just spleasing you. So, <laughs> so stop, yeah. take a step back and like focus on one or two channels and get good at them. And you're going to, most of the time you can, if your company actually has like product market fit, I've seen companies with Facebook ads and cold email get to a million ARR, right? Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> that's all you need. One or two channels and you can grow these things. So, but, but instead they're like, oh, I'm going to do SEO and we're going to do all this organic social. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, you like, <laughs> you need transactional marketing, right? Like I do this yeah. thing yeah. and I, and a thing happens to get me revenue. Like all of that long-term investment makes zero sense, especially if you're funded because you don't know if you're going to be there in 18 months because you might, might not be able to get your next check because you don't have revenue right now. So like you have to go and do these things that will immediately make impact. Like I always try to equate it to like a financial portfolio, right? So it's like, it, it would be crazy to be like, hey, invest all of your money. Like you're you know 20 something and you're like, invest all of your money in like ETFs, right? And it's like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, so you're kidding, like, you're, you're not, you're not paying your house payment. You're not like feeding yourself. Like you're not having a social life to like build your, your relationships. And like, it does like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that in the real world. So why are you doing it? Like in your business life, like in the marketing world, mm. it makes zero sense. Mm. And so it's like thinking about it in that same way as the company matures, of course, of course, invest in SEO, 
of course, invest in like, you know, organic social and building like those own media channels. But that is a hedge because you know that like the arbitrage that you found, like the law of shitty click throughs is going to happen. And you're basically going to see that the cost for user acquisition is going to increase as all these other people identify the same arbitrage. So you have to have these other own media channels to basically compensate for that increased price. So you can keep that your acquisition at the same unit economics, right? So exactly. Uh, it drives me nuts though, man. That's the one thing. Like any SEO like like consultant or, or firm that is going and selling these startups, like they are fleecing you. They are the scum of the earth. <laughs> like, like you do not need that as a seed company or se- like a series A company, even. Yeah. Like you need yeah. to figure out like what is like direct response marketing that I can do. Um, but t- something else that I think is super interesting is uh uh direct mail, like physical direct mail, right? So there's all these APIs that have come out recently and you can get mail, like physical mail in people's mailboxes for like nine cents, right? You put a QR code on that with an offer, like, and and make it cool, right? Like I'm just imagining like a nude, right? That has like awesome branding, like super like specific service it's providing. You target all the like young demographic, like, uh, like zip codes, like. Yeah. Renting. Yeah, exactly. Anybody who's renting, right? And just send those out. I mean, that's that's such an easy way to do that. And like, there's again, like all of these companies that are doing this, like Lob.com, Postpilot. Like, <laughs> actually, I think that one of the next company that Max and I are going to build together, we want to do something physical, where it's like I do a I do a digital thing, and then like something in the real world happens. And so I think it's going to be in the direct mail space, like some version yeah. of this. So um, it's funny you you say that. I, I looked into it actually uh, a few months ago in the UK. I couldn't find anyone in the UK doing it. Or oh, it was too expensive. So it wasn't nine cents. It was like crazy, like uh, 15 pounds per post. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna, that's not the right price for me to be excited. But like nine cents, definitely. So totally. I'll look totally. into it again. Yeah. Into I it love again. that it's with marketing at the moment, it seems like the future is the past. It's like, with all the changes that Apple made to tracking and all that kind of stuff, everyone's going back to, oh, fuck this. We're going to just build a web app instead. We're going to just go back to old school UTMs. We're going to do direct mail campaigns. We're going to build a newsletter. We're going to do a podcast. All of these things have been around for, for a fucking long time. And if we think of all the technology that's come out, if even if you just look at Meta, all of the different ad units that they've had over the last like collection ads and all this kind of shit, and eventually it dies out and no one cares about it and just goes back to the basics. And I, I just love that the, it's like the future is build your email list, market to these people through the channels that make sense, make a podcast, build some content and do it that way. That's, that's all you need to do. 100%. It feels like 99 again, right? Like <laughs> Exactly. Soon we'll have, we'll have like the, the banner ads of the shouting smileys. <laughs> but what happened in the meantime, though, the, the issue, the, the reason why it, be, it, it moved away from that is because... Um, we got we got fat since uh, 2008 we got fat 100%. you know zero zero percent interest rate raising money like you know clicking fingers crazy valuation managers on top of managers and like suddenly you start talking about like nonsense it's not even logic anymore but it's because you can afford to burn that money right we, we, we and it was it, it it was so easy to fall into that. Uh, well, actually, it's not even falling into that um, that, that issue. Is that you? You cannot. You had to conform if you wanted to work for these companies that were growing, like the ones you mentioned, for example, um, like the Buffer and like those kind of um, successful company that was, you know, built like 15, 10 years ago. 
you have to conform to that type of like archetype marketer to become a VP of marketing or like the head of growth or something like it. And, and that I, I'm glad the one thing that I'm glad of with, um, with, uh, uh, how things are being shaped, sh- uh, shape up this year, uh, is that we're going back to the basics. Like you have to go back to the pit, like you said, in the pit, do the thing that used to work before. Those are the things that, uh, we need to do again. And like, um, defy gravity. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean that's your job too, right? Like as like an early stage company, it's like you're breaking the laws of physics, like with your business. Like they're not supposed to grow this fast. And like with software companies, that's like the whole point is because like it's it, you know you write code once and it infinitely scales. Like that is what you're trying to do. And so, <laughs> what's funny is that we're breaking the laws of physics with old school marketing again. Like, yeah. <laughs> how mm. ridiculous is it that it's come back to this? Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's not. It's like a job requirement should be: you can create a QR code, you can build an ad yourself, you can scrape some emails <laughs> off a website. It's just all. These are the only things that you need 100%. to do to be able to be successful. Hundred yeah. percent, especially yeah. in B two B. I mean, it's not like everybody complicates this, but it's really just like where are your target customers? How do you show up in their life every day for forever? <laughs> like, yeah. and what's yeah, the yeah. cheapest way to do that? Like yeah. that's all, I mean, and, and really in consumer, it's probably the same thing. There's, and there's, again, there's all of these different, you know, aspects of that. Like we're trying to initiate word of mouth and like, how do I get people to talk about this? And then the awareness piece, but like, it, it's all the same stuff, right? It's like, where are the yeah. people that want to buy this <laughs> and how do I be there <laughs> with them every day for forever? So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Pitch and where they hang yeah. Guys, I have a question for you. Like, what is the goal with the podcast? That's what I'm always curious about with like people building like the, these things. Is it just to like talk to cool people? Or are you trying to, I, cause I know a lot of, I have a, front, a lot of friends that are doing this that are, uh, they're like, oh, I want to get into investing and like, you know, I want to, I'm going to write checks and raise a fund, which is like crazy that you can do that now. It's like, oh, people have these podcasts and they raise a fund on it because they can like get so much inbound deal flow. But just curious, like your thoughts are like, what's your goals with this? You go first, Jake. I think um, I don't think we've even thought about it to that level, really. I love it. That's the best thing. The enjoyment of doing it, uh, just like hacking, scrapping, and doing something scrappy and just getting it going. Um, Meeting interesting people is obviously great. Maybe getting our name out there, expanding our networks a bit. If it gets to the point where we can start a fund and do that kind of shit, that's amazing. <laughs> let's not shoot. Let's not, you know, go too crazy because yeah. you know I'm, I prefer to err on the side of being a pessimist rather than optimist. So every, everything is that's positive where, if it's if it's going well. That's why we balance very well. Like I'm I'm the optimist, and you're more like the <laughs> yeah. the British uh, pessimist, uh, typical <laughs> pessimistic. But um, the French the same, optimist the same... and the British pessimist. <laughs> <laughs> the premier marketing team this is what we need <laughs> it's like yin and yang I love um, it. <laughs> I, i'm the same i'm the same i'm all, i'm only enjoying the weekly thing like meet, meeting meeting you um cool people just sharing as much as we can share like as much value as possible and low-key in the back of my idea i love the growth part of it and like everything that we mentioned in in uh, in, in this episode we're gonna do you know whether it's next week or in a month uh it would be i want done. your data so <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> it would be done and I, i'm i'm actually uh you know like i'm doing something slightly different but i've got a daily thread on twitter where p- 
pinned yeah, at the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, I there. saw that. Every day I share the stats. I guess nothing for now, but I'm 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 thinking that in in six to twelve months when I'm doing it every day, it'll become like the best podcast thread you can find on Twitter because no one else is doing that on a daily basis. And mm -hmm. uh, right now I'm saying like 30 yesterday, 30 downloads or whatever. And then maybe in six months, it'll be like 3,000. And uh, people will be like, holy shit, you know? So Totally. And see that um, timeline. I, I, love, I love that part because I think as, as marketers, we get to test through the podcast what we talk about. Yeah, um, the, the kind of... Uh, uh, reputation and, and kind of network is a bonus but once we get there i love the the whole monetization of owned media yep. and an audience whether it is through uh paid content with extra exp extra episodes uh, that you get your audience to to support you sponsorship like you mentioned with athletic greens at, at rupa like we already between jake and i we're only companies we already know companies that would happily pay us to sponsor the podcast once you get to a certain size. So that's just, you know, a matter of time or a matter of us wanting to have a sponsor or not. And then adding those like, extra stream of like potential monetization that, yeah, that's, but that's maybe in like six months, 12 months, we'll see. Um, but that's awesome. definitely not the primary goal. The, the, the most immediate goal is get some cool merch. Oh Amazing. yeah. We need to do merch as well. That's the, that's, that's the, <laughs> That's one of the goals, for sure. That's a good question, man. Thanks for asking. Um, we have run over, and as much as I don't want to cut this conversation off, I feel like we could do a whole nother, <laughs> do, do a whole nother <laughs> I'll round. I'll come back. I'll come back in a couple I'm months. I'm also thinking about the we'll time do, I need we'll, to edit this thing. We'll do a part two with you, Cody, for sure. That was yeah, that was it. amazing. Thank you for... That's brilliant. Thank you for coming to the to the pod and sharing, like, sharing so much... So much with us. That was uh, that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it was oh, fantastic. Stoked, man. Thank stoked you. to see how you guys grow this thing, and yeah, I'll be cheering you on. And <laughs> I mean, we'll see. We'll see you in the pit. You know. <laughs> see you. <laughs> see you in the pit. <laughs>